Blog Talk Radio. Pelosi back in 2005 
She looked yeah. totally different. I almost didn't recognize her. How are you going to really, how are you going to dig into somebody that far back? I don't think that you can really accuse anybody of anything they'd done more than 10 years ago. I just, I don't, you know, that shit that they had on Trump was recent. That was early as the 6th of... And 10 years is a stretch. Yeah, that's a stretch. People change. I would say five. Yeah, five to me is more reasonable. You know, a lot can change with how you think, how you approach things yeah. in a 10-year span. Exactly. Well, that's why I said 10 years, because 10 yeah. years is a, a long time to be judging somebody on the way they were at that time, because unless they're just crazy as hell from the door, you know. Well. Anyway. True. True. But very interesting, you know. I mean, but all they did, I mean, the the ones that were defending Trump, they, all he did was played on what the, what the other guy, what the other people did. Right. So on the footage out there like that, it I mean, really that was their ideal. It wasn't a defense. It was an attack of the other side. Yeah, but why would you use somebody else's ideal to defend yourself? Because you have no real defense. That's what that was. That's yes, exactly That's what called that was. deflection. Mm. It's like, I can't really say <laughs> anything, so I'm going to just put the mirror up and deflect, deflect. Yeah. And while y'all are dodging all the deflection, you know, I'm going to just say, all right, I'm done. I rest. Yeah, like people in your job that takes your ideal and run with it. And something you you did originally, but they tweak it a little bit and say, why don't we do it like this? Oh, you mean do it like I did it? But but the spin you put on it? Is that what you mean? You know. <laughs> exactly. So. We're just not phrased quite like that. Okay, anyway. well, look, let me go to the phone line, pick up a caller, and then we're going to get into these hot topics for tonight's agenda, because we got a live cover. Caller, welcome to the Pajama Party Show. Hello, hello. Go right ahead. Go ahead, caller. You're on the air. Caller, are you ready? Much to say. No, I guess not. Yes, we're here. We're here. Oh, okay. How right. you doing? Welcome, Welcome to the show. Fine. Fine. Good. All right. How you feeling? Um, just fine. Good, good, good. <laughs> just I'm sorry. I was I was in the middle of something, and I thought someone else was going to speak. Okay. No, you got the Go right you got ahead. the floor. What's happening? What's on your mind tonight? Ah, uh, this um insane um trial that. These defense lawyers getting up, just making it even worse, looking crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just doesn't make, doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, but I am very um, happy that the Democrats went on and moved on with this. I know some people are saying it doesn't make sense and nothing's going to come of it. But to me, right. if, if, if you don't stand for nothing, you know, it's... You just yeah. gonna it's just gonna be like it's okay, you're but gonna, it's not okay. You're gonna fall for anything. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah. So, Even uh, if they don't acquit, they Yeah, you know you know, caller, I I thought the same thing. I, I said to myself, even though people uh the ones that are gonna, you know, make the make it their business to acquit him, they have their own agendas. You know what I mean? They could just be friends. Or, or whatever, you know, they, they're not even looking at the whole aspect of anything. And to make it so bad, the people that have to make the decisions were all in the Capitol at the time when it happened. Exactly. So their ass could have been bum-rushed. You know, but they're not, it's not like they saw it on CNN. 
All the, all the, yeah. Unfortunately, they're they're afraid of Trump supporters. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and they also want to stay on the right side of white. You know, that's wow. that's big. That's big. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's big. Yeah. Staying on the right side of white is big, and you have to be white to understand that, I guess. So I guess I won't even elaborate. I'll speak on it, but uh, but they really need to. You know, it's almost like if you have a a Caucasian lives on a block where everybody else has a certain view, but they feel a different way. They kind of they got to come out the house kind of hoorah, like they're into it as well, but they're really not. But they live on that block, you know. So they got to be that they way. Got to put up a front. Not so much. Not, not, I ain't gonna even say live on that block. They live in that whole community. You know what I mean? Yeah. They live in like you know Chevy Chase or Kensington. Yeah, they live in that same yeah. So everybody got the flag out there, and if you ain't hanging a Trump flag, you know even if you hate Trump's guts, you better hang, you better hang a Trump flag. Oh, you know? that's where you live. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, anyway. All right. Thanks, Carla. Oh, you're so Thanks welcome. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. All right, Papa Didi, you got. The first hot topic for tonight. Oh, so, oh I thought. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, we're not doing a rundown. Yeah, Kettle, you're not doing a rundown. Yeah, yeah, you I know what? I jumped ahead of myself again. Yeah, you will see. Red wine That's started okay. drinking about it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, can you do the rundown, uh, please? Uh, Happy Friday. Kettle, we can do the rundown. We can get back to the norm because. Uh, yeah, I messed up. I think, okay, so shoot. Yeah, let the people know oh, what we got going right. on tonight. Go ahead. What Thank you got? Our hot topic tonight, airlines push White House not to require COVID testing for U.S. flights. Also, uh, New York Governor Cuomo is facing calls to resign. And Amazon sues New York Attorney General Letitia James. I hear they put in headlines, white professor accused of posing as immigrant of color resigns. Wow. NBA overrules Mark Cuban on the national anthem at um, the Mavs game, and Philadelphia Police Union demands 5% accountability pay. Our cocktail of the week, uh, what's popping with Papa Didi? I think we kind of got into what's popping, but we got more for us. Our weird news tonight, we're going to lighten it up. Woman finds rattlesnake guarding, guarding, guarding her food delivery. Also, Chicago man freezes pants to reserve parking spots. And bodybuilder with sex doll wife wants to start seeing other robots. Okay. Um, I'm just saying with red wine, happy Valentine's Day. Living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up. I got quite a bit tonight. The kisser list and the last word. Sit back with your favorite cocktail, and we're going to come back with the hot topic. I am Kettle from the original Pajama Party. If you haven't heard Pajama Party Show, you've missed out We've got hot topics, hidden and quitted headlines, what's popping with Papa Didi, our weird news. I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up, of course, the cocktail of the week, and uh, the world-famous picture list. And, of course, we can't forget the last word. We serve it up each week on the Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. 914-803-3306 or listen live at 
www.avajamaparty.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at avajamaparty. All right, welcome back to the John Party. One, your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Now is it time? There you go. Okay, now it's time for the hot topics. So okay. kick it over to Papa Didi. All right, uh, we got here. The airlines are uh, pushing the White House not to uh, require COVID testing for U.S. flights. All right, here we go. Why? All right, here we go. Now, this is out of Washington. Uh, leaders of several major U.S. airlines met uh, online Friday with White House officials to uh, press their case against requiring COVID testing for passengers on domestic flights. All right, that's domestic. I guess not international because people overseas ain't playing that crap. All right, saying it will undermine the already fragile industry. Okay, that's very basic. But uh, a person familiar with the uh, discussion said that the Biden administration is not currently planning to impose a required uh, requirement that passengers on domestic flights first pass a COVID-19 test, okay? The airline CEOs uh, talked with White House uh, Coronavirus um, Response Coordinator Jeff Zennings, according to the person who's uh, spoke anonymously to discuss a private meeting, I guess so he set it up, okay. The meeting was arranged after Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, okay. Oh. Hey, that's your boy. Okay. Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete. Pete Buttigieg and uh, officials with the Center of Disease Control and, uh, and uh, Prevention said that such a testing requirement was still under consideration. All right. We had a very positive, constructive, constructive conversation focusing on our uh, – our shared commitment to science-based policies as uh, as we work together to end the pandemic, restoring air travel, and uh, lead our country toward recovery. This is uh, Nick Callio said this. He's the head of the, uh, the trade group Airlines of America, you know, mm-hmm. yada, 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 whatever his damn position is. Anyway, airlines are strongly opposed to requiring – uh, corona testing uh, before domestic flights, saying it would further uh, devastate air travel, okay, which uh, has still not returned to not even half of its uh, pre-pandemic level. All right, they worry about the additional cost of a test would uh, discourage people from flying, and the airlines argue that there is uh, isn't enough testing capacity to test every passenger. Oh, now, correct. let's let's mm. all. Get together and comment on this BS, okay? Yeah, that's a now, wow. Yeah, now let's just. Now I read this a uh, word word for word verbatim, but let's let's read through the crap of this. All right. First of all, this is something that's designed by the airlines. Now, when I when I first read it, it said leaders of several major U.S. airlines, not all of them, mm-hmm. but the ones that got the bigger the biggest kahunas. United, uh, they probably dragged Southwest in there, which I probably doubt because Southwest is a Negro airline. I don't think they're probably going for that. Okay, they got, you know, you got American Airline, you got United Airline, you have, and there's a lot of major ones that aren't, you know, that aren't really, you know, celebrating their mightiness, but they're mighty. But then you're going to pull, you know, Pete in there, the new Transportation Secretary who's new, and see, everybody hasn't got Trump out of their system 
and they're trying to deal with this new thing, but nothing doesn't change overnight. I think personally that you need to test these people. Why are you talking about what what pisses me off personally is that why are you talking about what you cannot afford to test when you're charging people for baggage? Mm-hmm. You char- What else the airlines charge your ass for? Everything. Southwest lets you take mm-hmm. two bags. Why? It's the only one I fly. Everybody else's baggage, uh, all kinds of little things. They have a 9-11 charge. And 9-11 happened when? Back in 2001? Something like so that. So they've been, yeah. they've been yep. collecting that 9-11 charge for the last 20 years. Okay. Not to mention, mm-hmm. like I said, any other fees they got that they that the slush fund of money that they that they get. The airlines have the nerve to talk about what they don't have. They got money so stacked up it's not even funny. And now they're trying to save more by cutting safety, saying we can't afford. You can't afford to do what? That's crap. Okay. You can't afford to stick a, a thing in somebody's nose and stick it in water and see what not the boogie's red or blue. I mean, what what's happening here? I don't understand. Here's my, here's my take on it. To say that their ridership has been cut down so much hmm. because of coronavirus, and this is why they don't think they can afford testing. Well, how about if you if you don't test and people start dropping like flies yes. on your flight? Mm-hmm. Right. You think that's yep. going to make your ridership go up? You stupid butt butt people. I'm like, what is wrong with you all? But it's, you know, we see so you have not determined who was in this meeting. No, they and then you got casual people, you got that. union people. They had this casual meeting well, they all with a few. It's like any, anything else. It's just like anywhere else, anything else. And it's so sad how a few people can get together and act like they're actually making a difference when you don't include everybody. You know, when you have well, they're only going to include the people that are on the bandwagon with them. And then say, look what we came up with. Yeah. Or this is what we decided to do. Yeah, How often have you heard that on a job? In the best interest of the airline. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you got to be kidding well, me. Go ahead. I, go ahead I, I, just found, I, I just found a little more on what we're talking about. It says the CEOs of five major U.S. air carriers, right. which include okay. Alaska, American, JetBlue, your boys, Southwest and United. Oh, um, you oh, see what I said? The, the, the top CEOs—they are so probably upset or mad that they're not getting their bonuses uh, this year. That's what they're uh-huh. talking about. You know, if they don't have ridership, they're not going to get their bonus. So they need those people in those seats. That's what they need. And you know, when you name those names right there, I'm really saddened that how did how did JetBlue. Weasel, they're they're ratchet ass up in there. I don't understand. No, JetBlue is a nice airline. JetBlue is a pretty nice airline. Yeah. Oh, really? They have a lot of leg room. They treat you nice. They do charge you for bags. I think I don't remember now. Well, they come a long way. They they treat you nice. They come a long way since I've been on the ass. Anyway. Well. Anyway, but but all I'm saying is that they need to test people. Either they need to you need to be required to have a valid non-positive test to fly because otherwise you're saying it's okay to have a petri dish of potential virus in the sky where you are trapped with these folk for a number of hours and the airline is going to say we have nothing to do with that our job is to get you from point a to point b that's not right my question is this here too if you're having a zoom call okay how many spaces are available 
on the computer for a Zoom call? Five? Was there only five spots available oh. on a oh, Zoom call? Maybe more than that. <laughs> maybe this is what no, I'm saying. I'm not I mean, it's not, it's not like... Yeah. It's yeah. not like that. It's not like these airlines had to f- all fly a representative to a certain place, and they had to find a conference table that fit everybody. This was a. They even said it in the in the in the piece that it was a online mm-hmm. right. di- situation. So what happened with the other participants? Oh no! It, it's not how many people attended. It's how many people you invited. I was getting ready to say it must have been who was invited. Okay, and those are the people that all felt that way. You know, we got to stop that. You know, right now, that's another level of, see, like I said, the whole Trump uh, aggressiveness has not left the room yet. People are still, you know, trying to, you know, handle things with a big old stick. And uh, this is a firm example of it. Let's just grab five people that all agree on. It's just like the NFL, you know, the way you bossed out Kaepernick Mm -hmm. and everything else. Same thing. Same thing. So. Right. Right, Definitely. but I, I think you got a good point there, Papa, because they they are they want to set the precedent, so they want to be the first five airlines mm-hmm. to say we don't need no testing. So everybody, the smaller ones, are going to fall in line. That's what's going to happen. They want to set mm-hmm. a precedent. If these top five airlines don't yep. need it, we don't need it either. So um, yeah, I agree with you on that. But uh, yeah. Well, if you guys got it's any more questions or comments, it is up tonight. Yep, 914-803-4306. And press 1. All right. Yeah. What you got All over right. there, uh, Red Wine? I got one coming out of New York City. In New York City, Melissa DeRosa, who's the secretary to the governor in New York and widely considered to be one of the most powerful New York state officials, told lawmakers on a video call, probably on Zoom, this week that the administration withheld additional death totals while facing both federal and state inquiries. So now they're trying to say Cuomo did not tell the whole truth about how many people died of coronavirus in New York. Uh, The New York Post reported the details of the call last night. So now both Democrats and Republicans are calling for Governor Cuomo to be stripped of his pandemic emergency powers in response to this phone call. And some people who were part of this conversation are going even further, demanding that he resign. So net it coming for Governor Cuomo. Now, whether this is true or not still remains to be seen. But if it's true, what they're saying, that he did not report all of the, the uh, mortalities from coronavirus in New York, then the question becomes, why not? What were you hiding and, you know, what were you trying to do by hiding this information? So Cuomo was already facing some criticism after a report from his attorney, um, Attorney General, accused his administration of undercounting nursing home deaths. So this appears to be now the the big snowball rolling downhill on, on the man. Uh, New York Attorney General Tish James said the Cuomo administration undercounted the deaths by specifically omitting those who likely contracted the virus in nursing homes but died in a hospital. So I guess then they're trying to get into the technicality of it by saying, well, technically they didn't pass away in the nursing home, even though they may have contracted it there, but if they passed in the hospital, then we're going to count it as a death in the hospital. So, you know, 
Now you're playing, you know, playing with words and stuff, manipulating mm-hmm. data. So, you know, it's 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 starting to look pretty yeah. bad for Governor Cuomo. It's, it's like know, apples and oranges. I mean, what do you, how do you determine where do you put it? You know, where do you put the stats at? That's just, I mean, is yeah, there a law against false information, apparently? Apparently it is, so if they go into this I don't know limb, if it's a law. I don't know if it's a law necessarily, but it, it makes it look like you were trying to manipulate the, the data. But what was the data asking for? It was asking for where they died or where they contracted or what, what was it? Well, originally when they were, the way they were giving the, the, the death tolls, they were just giving the numbers. And then mm-hmm. when the information about nursing homes started coming out, mm-hmm. they were counting the numbers of deaths from nursing homes. And, of course, that number then oh, started from rising. Homes. Right. So in order to, it sounds like, in order to make the, mm-hmm. the deaths from nursing, nursing homes not look as bad, they were basically saying if the person contracted the virus in the nursing home but then was transported to a hospital and later passed, they would count it under the umbrella of passed at the hospital. So that would keep the, the nursing home mortality numbers lower. Wow. So, you know, it's like like any other <laughs> time when you look at data, you can make data kind of say whatever you want it to say if you know how to do that. Yeah. And it I, looks like they got caught doing that. But I, but but is there anything, is there something, that, well, they they said it that the, uh, the, the young lady who, they said that she apologized, so I guess that's an admission of she did something wrong. But yeah. uh, I don't know. It seems like such an interesting area because it's it, what are you asking for specifically? Are you asking for the deaths of the people in general or where they contracted or? I you think know, I think a, originally it was in general, but then when they started getting. Contracted. I think it was in general originally, but then when they started getting numbers coming from nursing homes and that became a new issue, I think then they started saying, okay, well, now we want to get the numbers from the nursing homes as well. And that was, of course, making it look bad for the nursing homes. So I guess by manipulating those numbers mm. and saying, well, let's not report mm. this number yeah. from the nursing I, home. I, I, let's I understand. Shift it I understand. Over to the hospital. Now. I understand. You know, and you know, let me comment on that on a personal note because my mother passed away in 2020, and uh, her uh, her COVID came through the nursing home first as well. So, in in relative to that, that COVID ran through nursing homes like a beast. Yeah. Because we yeah. heard about it, I got the call from a nursing home in like February, I would say. At the end of it, at the middle of February, it's saying that my mother had a fever of some type or something like that, or people on her wing had a fever, and they sent her over to the hospital. And she never went back to the nursing home, and, and she died uh, by the end of April. And uh, it was just, it was like, and and this is anybody around it, between February and April, this is when COVID was just kicking major butt. And and it just like it just happened. Nothing they could do. It just 
went down hard, you know, all the vitals were dropping and the news coming from the hospital was just devastating every night. And you couldn't even believe a person that was just in a nursing home based on having Alzheimer's or things like that or things that that put them in there from the beginning from being incapacitated uh, to, to fall like that so fast. But then, like I said, I only said that to say that. That's why I asked you, Red Wine. Were they asking, did they contract it there, or and then and I and like I said, what 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 pissed me off about the nursing home was the fact that they were acting like you know it was just a fever kind of thing when they dropped the ball on protecting people, and they probably didn't know because Trump had everything so fucked up anyway. Excuse my language, I meant to say that, you know, Trump had things so 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 lousy that it caught everybody by storm, and nobody really knew that the, the thing was coming. So, you know, I had to kind of cool out on that. I was kind of pissed at the nursing home for a minute, but then I kind of said, you know what, the way it came through and the way Trump was handling things with, with the administration and all, and um, so now, you know, but uh, trying to cover to protect the nursing homes because they don't want reputation on them. But at this point, if yeah. people are dying, why are people worrying about their reputations? Yeah. So, anyway, I'll leave that alone. But you, but you yeah. know what? It's almost like the um, the AIDS epidemic because you know when everything first started, everybody thought it was just a gay thing, and then it went to this, yeah. then it went to that. Exactly. It was like they were just grasping at straws. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm just yeah. saying this thing was just just new. So yeah. You know, for for them to 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 I guess be accountable for the numbers and things. I don't know. I'm kind of mm-hmm. on the fence with that. I'm 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 yeah. I'm me on the too. Fence, me so. too. So, Me too. You know, yeah. yeah, and I lived it, oh, and I, oh. I'm on the fence with it as well because I yeah. can't feel like anybody should be blamed for anything around that early area of the pandemic because nobody could understand right. what it was about. And people were dying so fast that nobody even right. knew. That, you know, anyway, that's, that's, the best, that's a sad All right. Well, we'll see what happens yeah. as that investigation unfolds, whether Cuomo yeah. ends up having to resign yeah. or gets forced out. We shall yeah, see. it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. All right, I got the right. last one. Um, Amazon. Uh, Jeff Bezos. He's in the news here. Um, retail giant Amazon sued uh, New York Attorney General Letitia James uh, today after she uh-huh. threatened legal recourse over protests at one of the company's facilities during the beginning of the pandemic. Here we go. Amazon came under fire in in March 2020 when a number of workers demonstrated in a a Staten Island warehouse, which employs about 5,000 people. Um, The demand of stronger COVID protocols. So an Amazon worker, uh, Mr. Um, Smalls, was terminated by top brass after leading his colleagues out of the facility during a lunch break, drawing... um, condemnation from Empire State leaders, including James, who initially an investigation into the corporation's conduct. Uh, Amazon accused James of uh, violating federal laws, labor laws, when she threatened legal action and demanded that the company hand over profits. So on March 30th, around the time of Small's protest, city authorities inspected the retail giant's facility and then indicated that it passed guidelines on social distancing, um, also shift separations and temperature checks. So 
Letitia James, who has filed a number of high-profile lawsuits during her tenure, insisted the conditions were, quote-unquote, unsafe, and added that Amazon is focused on making billions off its employees. Hmm. Throughout this pandemic, Amazon employees have been forced to work in unsafe conditions, all while the company and its CEO made billions off of their backs. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, see what's going to happen. Through. Yeah, yeah. So I do remember because, hearing some stuff about some of their other locations where people were saying that they weren't being given given proper um, protective uh, personal mm-hmm. protective equipment and being forced right. to work and all kind of stuff. Yeah. My thing is, you're a billion-dollar business. How can you not afford? I mean, cause you're shipping that stuff to people every day. You got Lysol. You got gloves. You have um, masks. Come on now. But your employees is handling all this stuff, but they don't get it. That doesn't make sense to me, you know. So no. You might have a legitimate lawsuit. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Wow. Are we going to have to put Amazon on the kiss it list? Ah, I'm on the fence on that one. <laughs> I think All so. Right. I think maybe. Uh-huh. I'll, put, yeah. I'll put them down with a question mark. Okay. <laughs> wow. So if you guys out there got any questions or comments, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. And press 1. Press 1 right, the queue. We'll take a quick break. And we're coming back with the Hit It and Quit It headlines on the Pajama Party Show. It's Friday night, and you're listening to the Pajama Party Show Live. Tune in every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. We push it to the limit every week like only we can. We've got hot topics, hit it and quit it headlines, TV and movie reviews, commentary, and the world's famous Kiss It List. And you don't want to be on the Kiss It List. So visit apajamaparty.com, check out the cocktail of the week, get your glass, and get your laugh on with the Pajama Party crew, doing what we do right here with you. Get up on this and push it. Push it real good. All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Bonsoir. All righty. Did I jump the gun? It's time for Hit It and Quit It? Yeah, you you back on track. Okay. Just checking. You know how I get. You're up, too, by the way. <laughs> okay. All right, let's hit him and quit him. Um, we got a white U.S. professor accused of posing as an immigrant of color on Twitter. Now, what that's about, I do not know. This is a white male University of New Hampshire chemistry professor who has now resigned after being accused of posing as a female immigrant of color on Twitter to make racist and sexist comments. People are losing their minds. Uh, the university, which uh, was which has not named the professor and described the person only as a faculty member, confirmed the resignation today after a four-month investigation. 
the university president uh, sent a letter to the community on Wednesday announcing that the person had resigned, and the letter did not release any of the details of the investigation. They said that we're limited in what we can say in order to protect the privacy of everyone involved, but we will say that the faculty member chose to resign when the university concluded that the conduct exhibited was not consistent consistent with the university's values. <laughs> wow. So the chair of the university's chemistry department did not respond to a request for comment, but in uh, an email back in October that they um, Associated Press got a hold of, it said Miller used, used the white male professor's first name and acknowledged the professor had set up a Twitter account with an imposter with tweets that ranged from unfortunate to hurtful to deeply offensive. So I guess they were hiding behind their Twitter account, pretending to be a person of color so that they could say mm. offensive and racist things. And they got caught. Well, he ain't the first, and he sure ain't going to be the last. No, I'm sure. <laughs> no. It's crazy. People. Crazy. True that. But you oh, see yeah, the social he, media he gets everybody uh, caught. Yeah, I'm going to put him on the kiss it list. We don't have his name, so we'll just say mm-hmm. the fake professor at University of the New fake, Hampshire. The fake black man, black man, black man. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, that's all I got. Okay, all right. Uh, NBA overrules Mark Cuban. Oh boy, he's in the news. Um, the NBA will force Mark Cuban to overturn his new anthem policy, um, saying that the Mavericks now must play the song in accordance with the league's long-standing rules. Um, with NBA teams now in the process of uh, welcoming fans back into the arenas. So um, he had mentioned um, before that he didn't want to play the national anthem because of all the controversy and all that. So um, the NBA owner declined to further explain the choice, why he chose to not, um, you know, play it. But uh, Mm -hmm. I guess he's he's going to have to. He's been overturned. You know, all this stuff started when um, Colin Kaepernick, when he kneeled. Of course, people didn't understand what the heck was going on. Now they get it, as they say. But um, I guess he just didn't want a lot of controversy, I guess, in in his arena, Mark Cuban. So he tried to set his own standards, but guess what? NBA overturned it. So Yeah. Oh, well, you got to go back to playing the national anthem. It's just tradition, you know. Well, I saw an interview with him. And he mm-hmm. said that he didn't have any problem with the anthem itself. He was saying mm-hmm. that his issue was that some of the players had a problem with the anthem and what it represents. So in mm-hmm. order to bring some, I guess, peace for the team, he just felt uh-huh. like, how about we just don't play it then? If it's upsetting some of the players, then why mm-hmm. not just not play it? So that's what that was about. It wasn't like he was mm-hmm. protesting the anthem. He was just trying to keep everybody cool on his bench. Right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. People have their own points of views. Um, there's this guy here, um, Van Gundy, 
He says, what good reason is there to play the anthem before a game? He says, um, if you think the anthem needs to be played before sporting events, then play it before every movie, concert, church service, and the start of every work day, <laughs> every business. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, I've never I mean, understood why they play it anyway. I don't understand it's it. Never it's just tradition, something they've always done, you know. On That doesn't on make it right. Events. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know. You can do something 400 changed, years. You know. That doesn't mean you should do it for 101. Yeah, well, until I guess somebody decides to change it. I guess a quote-unquote big wig, maybe five companies, five uh, uh, basketball teams would get together. <laughs> and yeah, like the airlines did. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so. Who knows? We'll see. All right. Okay. All right. Over to you, Papa Didi. Mm, interesting. What's your hit it and quit it? Oh, uh, I got here to fill up your police department. Their unions are demanding five percent accountability pay. Now listen to this mm. crock, crock of crap here. Uh oh. <laughs> All right. Now the the they call itself the powerful police union in Philadelphia is demanding its members be paid uh, paid to wear their body cameras. You know, the, the camera they can cut on and off when they want to. All right, let me repeat that again. They're demanding to be paid 5% more just for wearing their um, body cameras. Now, um, this is part of a contract that's ongoing. Okay, more specifically, the Fraternal Order of Police, which is Lodge Number 5, has requested a 5% accountability pay increase. This is what, just for the camera now, okay, amongst other demands, okay, in this proposed Philadelphia Police Department new contract is coming out, okay. The Philadelphia Inquirer is reporting that those additional demands include more pay for living within the city limits. Oh now, God. if you're going to live in the city limits as a police officer, they want, you, they want to get paid more for living there because they say, bugger, we're going to live in the suburbs or outside of Philadelphia. They want a clothing allowance. They want a maintenance allowance. And they want triple overtime for court appearances because court appearances usually happen on their days off. So they got to come and show up in court for the ticket that they wrote, okay? You wrote the ticket, and you put the friggin' date on the ticket. Okay, and you know the date is generated by when they tell them that the court will be held. But you, the one that wrote the date, when you filled the ticket out, the date's on the back. Yada yada yada. This is ludicrous. Okay, now yeah, but this is like I said, this is everything that they're proposing. Well, you know the the, the union is not the police, so they they they're kind of controlling the whole move here. Okay, and they want like I said, they want triple overtime. For appearance, court appearances on scheduled days, there's no fault in their day off, like I said. Okay, the contract has been the course of much uh, uh, controversy, becoming a topic of uh, hearings in November that went on for several hours and featured uh, almost 100 speakers, uh, oh, the yeah. inquiry reported. Okay, some of the items are um, in response to the city's proposed changes, which include a push to require officers to live in the city. They say, if you're going to be police officer, you got to live in the city. So they want to be paid to live in the damn city. Okay, uh, rules um, limiting uh, back pay or uh, reinstatement for officers who are fired for discipline and other uh, new performance management systems and all this jazz. So they just, they just want to be paid for everything. Okay, though the proposals are only a draft, Per the city spokesman, uh, they say that their demands uh, will be critical in the terms to improve accountability for wrongdoing. 
advocates of the police are also being held accountable for uh, for flaws of the uh, FPO requesting for uh, pay increases in exchange of wearing body cameras. What they're saying basically is that uh, these body cameras is something that they are going to be shown almost nationwide if the, if the crime is that bad. So the police wants to, they want to wear it is to know that they're the ones reporting this major news that's happening, so to speak. And it's just a, it's just a mess. I mean, it's interesting. But anyway, that's the uh, Philadelphia Police Department and um, the different advocates against it. A gentleman named uh, Reverend uh, Mark Tyler. He's a, he's a reverend of the Mother Bethel uh, AME Church. He's, uh, he's going against that to say that why are we being, uh, why did why why are taxpayer dollars going to people that are doing something they're just supposed to be doing? You know, exactly. you're supposed to just wear the camera. And if it was a camera that stayed on all the time, be another story. But this camera has an on and off switch. So therefore, how are you arguing in fact of something that you can manually turn off? You know, so it's interesting. I don't so, even care about the on so and the, off switch. Do your job. Well, if you're going to be paid to wear it, then it should be something that can't be turned off. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you can click it all it went all the malfunction, blah blah blah. You know, you know what they say when they pull that damn trigger, and you know <laughs> they realize their life is changing before their eyes. So you what it saying? sounds like to me is the FOP wants to treat them like a kept woman. Uh, well, They're saying okay. I want the pet house. I need my nails done, my hair done. I need to have caviar. I need champagne. I need to go out when I want to go out. See, I'm a good Christian. I was going to ask you to explain me what a kept woman is. That's what I'm explaining. I need to have all the things that I desire to make me happy and make my life feel fulfilled that I want in order for the privilege of being in your presence. So for them to say to do my job I'm going to need to get more money. I need mm-hmm. a wardrobe uh, money. Mm-hmm. I need to have extra money so I can live in the city to make it more convenient for me to do my job because all this moving back and forth from in and out of the suburb is just getting to be a hassle. Oh, no, they have to live in the city. But they're saying so they want saying more money. To live in the city. To live in the city. So what they're saying is that if you want me to live in this ghetto-ass town, you're going to have to pay me. Like in I said, words, they okay. sound like they want to be a kept woman. Mm, Ain't nobody got time for that. Mm. If this is not the job you want, brother, step off. Oof. Okay, red one. But I'm, I'm, I, I, I really think it's, uh, I really think it's a bunch of crap because I think they're really doing this because um, first of all, they, some some cities say that they can't afford the um, the cameras. And second of all, they're probably doing all this because they really don't want to carry the cameras. Because of all the, exactly. the BS that they're doing, for real, undercover. And then, you know, a, a lot of the police departments, like I know D.C., um, back in the day, you had to live in the District of Columbia um, to be a police officer. So some cities are like that and some cities are not, I guess. They don't enforce it. But... Um, you know, some cities do. So, I mean, they give you a, a, a cost of living increase anyway if you, um, you know, live in the city and, and, and work in the city because the city is different from the suburbs as far as housing and stuff like that. So but for them to put it in writing, they need to go suck an egg or something. They need they to really go somewhere do. and sit the hell down. Yeah. But, and as uh, far as those cameras, <laughs> but mm-hmm. as far as the cameras go, in my opinion, if you're doing the right thing to the best of your ability, why are you worried about the camera? 
if you're not worried about you getting caught on camera doing something out of, you know, what you should be doing, mm-hmm. then don't worry mm-hmm. about the daggone camera. Put the freaking camera on, turn the thing on when it's supposed to be on, and do your daggone job. Now, if you out here hustling and doing side stuff, harassing people on the take, on the low, all kind of crazy stuff, then I understand why you're concerned about this camera. That camera is big brother on your ass. And if that's a problem, again, get a different job. Because mm-hmm. there's been too much stuff that has gone down and there's been issues with, oh, the camera wasn't on, it came on after they shot somebody and all this kind of stuff. So if you weren't worried about doing illegal activity, don't worry about the camera. Let the camera roll. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let the camera roll. I heard that. Let the thing roll. Dude, yeah. What you trying to hide? People that are trying to uh-huh. hide are the ones that's trying to duck from the cameras. I think it's just a new experience. Um, you know, for some, it's just something new that they have to get used to, and it's like, okay, we want to be compensated. But um, It's not that new. It's been around long <laughs> enough now. Suck it up. Mm-hmm. Get over it. All right, we're moving on. All right. All right, where are we? Cocktail of the week? Yeah, I'm getting down off my soapbox. Okay, all right. Are you ready for the cocktail of the week? Sure. Yeah, we, we, all we right. need to, uh, I need a cocktail anyway right now because all, all, all this this rough talk we've been talking, man, I'm telling you, I need yes, one. Yes, indeed. All right, well, here's Kettle with the Cocktail of the Week, brought to you by D.C. Homegrown (laughs) Entertainment. Take it away, Kettle. All right. Um, This is called, this is a a very unusual name. What's in a name? This is called the Grog. Not Frog, but Grog, G-R-O-G. May be the worst title for a cocktail ever, but with delicious spiced rum, lime juice, and honey, it's surely one of the best tasting. All right, we're going to get uh, our Captain Morgan original, uh, Spice Gold, uh, 500 milliliters, or if you want a little more, you can add a little more. One teaspoon of, of runny honey, 15 milliliters of lime juice, one slice of lemon, and two dash, dashes of bitters. So we're going to fill in a shaker with ice, scoop um, the honey from a jar into the shaker, add Captain Morgan. Lime juice and the bitters, shake until cold, and strain into a rock glass. And that is called the grog. That's cocktail week. All right. Oh, that's a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> this sounds pretty good. I mean, Papa might not like it. it might be too too sweet for him, but uh, yeah. Just add more rum. (laughs) (laughs) When in doubt, add more rum. There you go. (laughs) Grog is a term that's been out for years, you know. People drinking Mm -hmm. grog. It seems like that's one of those terms you hear when pirates, something to do with pirates. What do they have to do with drinking? Drinking some grog, you know, grog has always been a, you know, go give me some grog, you know. I don't know. Anyway. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're coming back with 
Papa Didi, and what's poppin' on the Pajama Party Show. You're in tune to the Late Night Adult Pajama Party right here on Blog Talk Radio. This is a production of DC Homegrown Entertainment. To share your opinion with the Pajama Party crew, call us on 914-803-4306 and press 1. If you'd rather just listen in, you can still call us and listen on your phone, or you can listen online by going to our website, www.apajamaparty.com, and clicking the Listen banner in the top right corner. So join the conversation and let us know what you think about tonight's topics or whatever is on your mind. Okay, who turned the lights off? Call us now, 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. It is time for Papa Didi and what's poppin'. So, uh, Papa Didi, mm. may I ask, what's poppin'? What's poppin'? You know, there's always something going on. Always. You know, I used to always realize uh, with, with, with my coworkers and all, you know, there's there's an age difference between me and a lot of them. I'm a few years older than all than than a lot of them, than damn near all of them really. But you wouldn't know it because they they perpetrate such a damn fraud, you know. You know I I never understood. Um, um, I don't know younger people today, and I'm gonna talk about them like a dog because I don't give a damn. I'm gonna go in hard. Anyway. Young people today, and and you know, you take it any way you want to. I'm not, I'm not putting them down. They're in this world like anybody else. And I guess young is a maturity level because you can have an old soul. If you have an old soul and you was raised by good old school people, I'm, I'm gonna forgive you because uh, you're probably not in that class I'm talking about. But these, these other basic jokers, man, these basic young people that ain't don't know shit, ain't never done shit. You know what I mean? They've been living off of people and they've been kind of riding behind they're like in the shadow of older people to kind of learn from them but never would admit that they learned anything from them you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. they'll 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 like perpetrate a fraud like they're so hip you know you could be in your 60s and joker be in their 30s thinking they're your equal and you you kind of want to say get the fuck out of my faces which you kind of want to say initially but you kind of you know, you want to you want to go easy, you, you know, especially with people like coworkers that you really can't. You know, when HR is involved, you really can't go in. You know what I mean? You got, you know, what I'm saying you can't even really go in. You got to be, ah, oh, I, I need my job. I can't really come back on this joker. But you know, when it comes to the learning aspect of things and what they learned and where they've been, they haven't been nowhere. And now that the pandemic is, is happening, they ain't going nowhere. I mean, and we always say as older people, and I'm so proud to be the age I am, as older people, we always say to them that, man, when I was your age, I was blah, 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 you know? And it's true as hell. Because, see, back then, I respected, you know, my 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 older mentors, you know? I didn't second-guess them. I didn't talk back to them, 
If they told me something I already knew, I still took the time to learn it. I didn't question them because it just wasn't respectful, you know. And and now, man, people don't give a damn about respect. I mean, they'll they'll shoot me down and smack me down and then try to manipulate you. And like I said, on a job, you know, when HR is involved, you know, I guess that should be the premise of my conversation. When HR is involved, you always got to walk on eggshells, you know what I mean? Because you don't want to say the wrong shit because I need my job. I need my income because I have achieved stuff. You know what I mean? I own shit. You know? And I'm talking to a motherfucker that ain't got a pot to piss in or when to throw it out of. And they're acting like they really got some crap going on, and they really don't. And this is nobody in particular, male, female. Uh, it doesn't matter the gender. It doesn't matter. It's the attitude of the people. They haven't done anything. I mean, my goodness, I can't even really... I wouldn't have time in this show to talk about some of the things I've done between the ages of 25 and 40. You know what I mean? I was so active in everything. You know what I mean? From military to boom shaking and everything in between. And did it hard. And and took the time to hustle, wash cars, and whatever I had to do to just... And this wasn't like I was out there struggling. I was doing this because it was what was to do. I just did something to make something happen, to make my own money. You know, God bless the child that has his own. And I would try to make whatever I can make to do what I had to do to get and keep mine because I wanted to get my game, make my game. I'm running the ladies. I need my own little car. I need my own little apartment. I need my own little everything. So I could run up on my little girlies and do my thing. and ain't got to depend or rely on anybody. But had my parents backing and their their knowledge and their, their teachings to teach me to, 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 to fly right and to respect people and, and move on and do right. But today, these young people, whew, man, these motherfuckers are fucked up completely. You know, I'm not saying all of them, don't get me wrong. But the majority of them, most of them, are just like, you know, they played, some of them are playing, I'm, I'm, I'm not speaking on the whole group, but let's talk about the 25% that's into the whole video game thing. Or the other ones that went to a couple classes of, uh, like an Excel class or a Word class, and they come to the job, now they want to change a bunch of shit on the computer. And I come in, I just want to do my job. Now, I sit down, and we have a shared computer everybody using. Now I'm looking at all this new stuff on the computer. I'm like, who the hell changed all this? You know what I mean? Why don't you leave this shit alone? If you're going to change something, when it's time for you to get off, put it back the way it was. So when I sit down on my time frame, stuff is the way it was when I left it. But no, the arrogance is just, Strong. I'm doing my thing. I'm, 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 I'm 32. I'm 33. I'm 35 years old. Get out of my way, old man. This is some. This is what the attitude is being projected. And like I said, I'm not talking about all of them. Don't get me wrong. But the ones that fall in that category, and it's a lot. It's so sad. They're taking their demographic, whether they have divorced parents or whatever it is that got them the way they are today, or whatever got them there. You can't take it out on the people in front of you because all that shit happened behind you. So as you go forward, you should be trying to correct life instead of destroying life based on what was destroyed in your own perception. You know what I'm saying? Stop trying to destroy stuff because you felt like somebody destroyed your stuff. And stop bothering people that didn't bother you. So I'm going to leave it at that. But young people, these are people. We all going to be here Life is very short. You know, we all going, you know, leave this earth. We just don't know when or how. But but try to respect your elders a little bit, especially if we're respecting you. 
you know, and cool out, cool out. Because after a while, you're going to see it. You're going to see it when you reach our age. You're going to see it. Anyway, I'm leaving. All right. They take a chill pill. <laughs> All right, young folks, listen to Papa DJ. Calm it down. Go somewhere and sit down. <laughs> All right, Kim. What we gonna do? it up. Lighten it up. Just pop a needy, lay it down, and we gonna lighten it up. All right, Kettle, you yeah. got the mic. What you got for us on the weird news? All right, on the weird news, a woman finds a rattlesnake guarding her food delivery in Arizona. A woman's meal was delayed when she went out to her porch to retrieve a food delivery and found the bag being protected by a western diamondback rattlesnake. Wow. The the, uh, the Arizona woman uh, contacted (laughs) Reptile Relocation Company, Rattlesnake Solutions, okay, (laughs) for help when she found the snake camped out right next to her Uber Eats delivery. I guess the Uber man said, bye, I'm gone. <laughs> uh, Rattlesnake Solutions um, trapper Dave uh, Holland, uh, sounds like a, a singer's name, said the woman opened her door yeah. to find the snake stretched out by her bag of food. Holland snapped a photo when he arrived on the scene and posted it to the company's social media game. She was um, startled by the snake's close proximity, but not as uh, panicked as um, some are. Uh, we figured the snake froze um, by the mat or on it when the delivery person approached it and was not seen until the customer opened the door and relocated it to a nearby desert with plenty of rats nearby for food. God dang. Oh. <laughs> you have to put that in there. I know that's nasty. Mm. Oh, boy. I want to know, did she eat that food? I think I wouldn't have wanted uh, that food bag after that. Yeah, homeboy might have nipped on her himself <laughs> before she got out yeah. there. You're right. I think I would have mm-hmm. had to call the Uber back and Uber Eats and told them, yeah, that, that was uh, some, something was wrong with that bag. I, I can't eat that. Mm. That, was some, that was some rattlesnake meat. I couldn't eat that. Yeah, so I would have to tell him. I'm not going to mess with that. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got one for you out of Chicago. Uh, a mm-hmm. Chicago man's unusual method of calling dibs on a parking space is gaining attention on social media after he perfected a method of freezing his pants so that they stand up on their own. Adam Sizer of West Ridge posted photos to Twitter showing him reserving a shoveled-out parking space using pairs of frozen pants that he shaped to stand up on their own. Reserving parking spaces is common in Chicago with residents often using lawn chairs or traffic cones to mark the spots that they already shovel. So uh, he said uh, what you do is you soak a pair of pants put them outside, and in about 20 minutes, you can form them to shape. And in about another 20 minutes, they'll be solid. 
solid frozen. So that's what he's been doing. And now he said he's working on a method to complete the ensemble. He's working on how to freeze a shirt. So he's going to have it looking like a person standing there. In the parking space. In the parking space. Yeah, that's big. <laughs> he's going to have a person looking like they're standing there, but it's going to be like a headless person, just the shirt and the pants standing there frozen. Yeah, people have gotten killed over them parking spaces in the snow, I'm telling you. Yeah, I know people go hard on that because if you get out there and shoveled your spot and other people didn't shovel their spot, it's like, look, when I come back from the store, I'm parking right back in my spot. Don't move my lawn chair. Don't move my toys. Don't move none of my stuff. I don't know. Today is rough, man. That stuff don't fly too well today. Yeah. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even do all that shoveling to be honest with you. I I ain't trying to you know. It's crazy. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him get that shirt frozen. I wanna see that. All right. Over to you, Papa Didi. What's your weird news? Oh man. I think you got the really weird one. Yeah, this one is this one is crazy. I'm just trying to believe where this guy is mentally uh this is a bodybuilder, uh he has a sex doll wife that he wants to he wants to start seeing other robots. Uh, his body this bodybuilder who is married he married his sex toy, and uh, he wants several other wives. After his his first one his first first toy broke, his name is Yorkie Tacoma. I wonder how did that he's happen? From, he's from I guess he's from Czechoslovakia. He was surrounded by loved ones when he tied the knot with uh, Margot. That was his first uh, plastic sex doll. And tragically, just weeks into their marriage, Margot broke and uh, couldn't use her. The unfortunate incident led uh, Yuri to uh, double down on his lifestyle, choosing to pursue for more sex dolls. Yuri said it didn't. He didn't want Margot to break down again, and uh, that means he had no. He had he had to unload her. He was tired of fixing her, I guess. Uh, he decided that he uh, he could have several wives because they're doing that in other other uh, Eastern cultures. So uh, I'm currently considering two options. I got acquainted online with another sex doll. How the hell do you get acquainted online with another <laughs> sex doll? What are you going to do? He even decided he, 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 he wanted to fly to her in Moscow, but they told him he couldn't he couldn't go to the airport because of the COVID quarantine. So. Um, Right now he's just dating several dolls and uh, hoping that uh, Margot is fixed soon. And this oh joking lost his mind completely. And they got a picture of this guy here, next to Margot, his original sex doll, and he's showing him kissing at the wedding. And he's posing with another model doll. And these dolls are like all done up with the whole nine. And this is off the chain. So his his friends and family came to this wedding. Yeah, well, this guy's a big bodybuilder. He must got he must be on steroids, and that shit didn't come to his brain. So he sees all that stuff. Yeah, but y'all did lighten Im- up. Y'all did lighten it up with that. <laughs> but I cannot imagine going to a wedding for somebody to marry a sex doll, yeah, and I'm going to stand there and go, oh, that's wonderful. That's Czechoslovakia. Wow. It wasn't, wasn't Chicago or nothing, but... Uh, yeah, I don't think that would even be legal in the U.S., but well, remember tell you we saw that lady with the, uh, the little... The doll in the car for the uh, to ride in the uh, HOV lane. Oh yeah. And that 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 man looked very real in that chair next to that lady <laughs> to riding that HOV lane, and that was scary. Oh, that was scary. Yeah. 
But he said that Marco mm-hmm. got broken, like, just re- right. A couple weeks after the wedding. Hey, poor Margo. Yep. What you do to Margo, Yuri? You nasty, Yuri. Yuri is a bodybuilder mm-hmm. taking steroids. You nasty, Yuri. He's all freaked out. <laughs> anyway. All right. We're going to take a break. Woo. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and we're coming back with, I'm just saying, on the other side of the break. Your finest cognac over a glass of ice and a short glass. Goes great with Papa DD's segment. Living for the City on Blog Talk Radio every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time or apajamaparty.com on a live stream. I want to talk to that Papa DD myself. I'm going to hit him up. It's on 914-803-4306. Once again, that's 914-803-4306. And you should too. All right, welcome back to the John Party One Hills Papa Didi. I'm here with the uh, kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. I'm gonna do my intro, Papa Didi. Oh, uh, okay. Um, uh, we have uh, red wine. She's gonna do her segment called uh, what is it? In living color. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Come on, go on and tell the truth. Thank red you wine. so much. All right. Tonight, I'm just saying, happy Valentine's Day. Mm. It's coming up. The day that we celebrate love is almost here. February 14th, it will be Valentine's Day. Now, this is a day when people go, you know, go to extra mile to show how much they love somebody and how much they appreciate someone special in their life. People give and receive all kinds of outward expressions of love, And from the various boxes of chocolates to elaborate jewelry, it's all supposed to be about love. So tonight I'm just saying, happy Valentine's Day. But let's not get caught up in the commercialization of it all. These commercials you see on TV and on the radio can make you feel like the measure of love is based on how much you spend doing it. So please don't fall into that trap. Sometimes the best gifts are the ones that don't cost money, but they cost you time and effort. You know, it's like walking into a room that's been set up to have your favorite meal waiting for you or hearing your favorite music playing with a glass of your favorite wine or whatever it is you like to drink waiting for you, sitting there on the table looking so nice. It can be a nice massage or a neck rub. Just because somebody realizes you've had a hard day and they want you to be able to relax. It could be detailing a car as best you can or washing the car, vacuum it out. Just anything that shows that you love or care about somebody. Um, Maybe a handmade card. doesn't have to always be the Hallmark card because those things are so ridiculously expensive now. A nice handmade card or a cake, cookies, you know. Something that comes from you. Um, There's a lot of ways 
that you can show somebody that you care and that you love them. So I'm just saying, happy Valentine's Day, okay? But on the other hand, if you got it like that with long money to burn and you want to, be, you know, do something lavish, do the expensive gifts and all that, that's all fine and good. But just make sure that it comes from the heart and not just from the wallet. Remember, love should be given, not earned. Just saying. And don't forget about others that you care about outside of, you know, like a love relationship, people you you might be sleeping with. But you got your parents, your kids, your friends, your grandparents, even your pets. They want a little bit of love and attention on Valentine's Day, too, so don't leave them out. You never know if the person you might give that Valentine's Day greeting to, that might be the only Valentine's Day greeting they get. So for all the lovers out there, live, laugh, and love. Enjoy the day and enjoy the night. But just don't break the bank doing it. Think about something that's unique and sentimental and give that away. But if you decide to go for the jewelry anyway, diamonds are a girl's best friend, one carat or better. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Have a nice one and enjoy yourself. That's all. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Red Wine. You are very welcome. Yeah, you're a good one. <laughs> Diamonds are a girl's best friend, so they tell me. I'm just saying, yeah, if that's no. true, one carrot and better. They're a real good All right. background. Those white blue boxes are nice, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, those are beautiful. But only if you mm. got it like that. All Otherwise, right. you know, keep it simple, keep it real. All right. All right. You going to take a little CC? We can do that. And then we'll be back with Papa Didi and a living for the city on the other side of the break. Hey, this is Kettle with the Yellow Top. I'm waiting to hear from you tonight. I'm at the Pajama Party Live. So you can reach us at 914-803-4306. Or you can check us out on apajamaparty.com. I've got my opinions, but I want to hear yours. Papa Didi and Red Wine are trying to beat me down, so I need you to call back and back me up. I know you're out there. I can hear you breathing. So call me now. 914-803-4306. I'm right here on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. Waiting to hear from you. Uh, here it comes. I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. Pajama Party. I want to go to Papa I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And the red wine. That's why. Woo, lady. It is time for Papa Didi and living for the city. Hello, Captain Crunch. Hello, Smadley. Okay. Anyway. What's happening in the city, Papa Didi? I tell you what, let's let's talk about sports for a minute. But sports with a twist. Okay. Uh there's a football team out there called the uh Houston Texans. Okay? 
Houston Texans, they used to be the uh, Houston Oilers. Now the Houston Texans. Now, their big draws was draw was uh, a brother named Deshaun Watson. Now, Watson used to play for a team called Clemson, and uh, he was not only a Heisman Trophy winner, but he also won the championship of the college thing. He was a first-round draft choice, and he went to to the uh, Houston Texans. Okay? Bad brother. Off the chain. Now, he had this one receiver whose name fails me now, but he's with the uh, Phoenix Cardinals right now. But this racist coach they had, they got rid of his main receiver. And the team was just lousy last year, the year before. So Deshaun Watson, he wants out of there. He wants to get traded. He had a big contract with a no-trade clause. No-trade clause means that you want your contract. And, in fact, the player puts the no-trade thing in there and the the, the owners agree on it. So he was locked in this no-trade thing. But anyway, long story short, he wants to get traded. But here's what happened today. J.J. Watt, who's a real popular guy, he's one of the uh, defensive guys. J.J. Watt, very popular Watt family. They do subway commercials and all kind of shit. One of their brothers play for, uh, I think, the Raiders. And one of them, they got three brothers. One plays for the Raiders. Other one plays for the, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. So it's three Watt brothers out there. All right. Now J.J. Watt was the most popular. He's the one to raise all that money when he had that big, uh, that big hurricane in Texas. He did a ton of money. Now, being the fact that Deshaun Watson wants to get out of uh, Texas and J.J. Watt's teammate, today J.J. Watt asked to be released because he knows that once Watson leaves, the team ain't going to be worth a crap, okay? So so the white boy bailed out, and I use the white boy because he's thinking like the average white person. He got out before the shit hit the fan, okay? Now, he knew that when Deshaun Watson left the quarterback, who's a bad monkey, that brother's very good, when he left, the team was going to be up Shit's Creek completely. So the white boy left the day while Watson's still trying to negotiate whether or not the team's going to let him go. team is really talking about not letting him go. They're paying him good money. He just won't leave because the team is horrible. When I say the team, I'm talking about management, ownership. But the white boy left today. J.J. Watt, popular-ass J.J. Watt that everybody knows, subway commercials, raised a bunch of money for the hurricane, defensive player of the year, he won the um, the the big award that the NFL gives for the Walter Payton Award for being the man of the year. Real popular guy, J.J. Watt. Everybody knows him. His ass just left today. Left because he knew when a brother left, wasn't going to be there. But typical white motherfucker left first. Okay? That's classic. Classic white shit. Okay? Now, let's move on to Tom Brady. Tom Brady stacked the deck this year like you wouldn't believe with players on that team, but did it so damn quiet that nobody realized it, okay? There's no way Kansas City could have won that Super Bowl because Brady went out and got his old boy Gronk, okay, that he played with in New England. Now, he went and got Antonio Brown, who was a troublemaker and a fucking woman beater, but he was a hell of a football player. I ain't excusing this black ass. But anyway... Tom Brady knew how good he was, so it was almost like Tom Brady was in a plantation, like, just picking good Negroes, okay? Hmm. 
All right. Now, he already had a guy named Evans who was a wide receiver for the team. And then another brother who's a steamroller named Fournette. Fournette played with sorry-ass Jacksonville Jaguars, and he went over to Tampa Bay. But Tom Brady knew he was already there. It's almost like Tom Brady was the slave owner, and he gathered all these slaves to play this year. Okay? He had Evans. He had a guy named Chris Godwin. Now, Chris Godwin, who now wears number 14, was originally wearing number 12, which is Tom Brady's number. You know, TB12, his his, his uh, production company, TB12, Tom Brady. Oh. So Chris Godwin had number 14, but he gave number 12 to Tom Brady when he got there. So Tom Brady could have his number 12, which is, will stay in line with his production company and jersey sales, you know, selling his jersey and all that shit. Okay? Not to mention a little, little speecher named Scott Miller. So Brady had all these people that he knew why he left New England. He was going to a team that was not only loaded, but he brought three or four people himself there. So he couldn't lose. Hmm. Another Caucasian move, okay? You could do shit before people's eyes and nobody would know. All right? Now, let's move on to another story. This guy named Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer used to be the coach of the Ohio State College football team. Now, they kicked his ass out of there because his one of his trainers was whooping his wife's ass, and he knew it, but he didn't tell nobody that one of his trainers was whooping his wife's ass. But he won a couple championships with Ohio State, so they kind of went easy on him, so he resigned from Ohio State. Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars, sorry-ass team, just hired the same guy, Urban Myers, for their head coach next year. Now, mind you, he was watching his trainer whoop his wife's ass and didn't say nothing. So now, a couple years later, he's the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. But today, he hired, as his defensive coordinator, a guy named Chris Doyle. Chris Doyle was let go by Ohio State for calling the players niggers. Mm, mm, mm. But the same guy who was watching his trainer whoop his wife's ass, who's now the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, hired a racist motherfucker from Ohio who was calling his players niggas, and Iowa got rid of him. So now he's the defensive coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he's the coach who was watching another motherfucker whoop his wife's ass and not knowing nothing. Another typical Caucasian bullshit. Okay? Crazy, right? Crazy, 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 crazy. But let me end it on a happy note. Let's just say happy birthday to Bill Russell, okay? 87 years old today. 87, damn near 90. They talk about the goat of this, the goat of that. They talk about uh, uh, Michael Jordan. They talk about. LeBron James, they talk about Tom Brady, all these motherfuckers have won these championships. Bill Russell won more rings in basketball than anybody, okay? Mm-hmm. He won 11 championships. He got more rings than he got fingers. He played for 13 years and won 11 championships. Tom Brady now won his seventh ring. Bill Russell has 11 but they don't talk about Bill Russell like they just talk about fucking Tom Brady. Okay? 
Happy birthday, Bill Russell. You are the GOAT. You talk about the GOAT. The GOAT of sports is Bill Russell. Bill Russell was around with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And not Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I'm sorry. That's too early. He was a young boy during those days. He was around with Wilt Chamberlain, people like that, and uh, Wes Unsel, and people like that, old school jokers, um, uh, Elgin Baylor and, and, you know, old school jokers. Okay, I don't know why I even said uh no, that last name was wrong. Completely. Yeah. He wasn't even fucking born, probably. Anyway, happy birthday, Bill Russell. And all the crap I said before that about the racial shit and J.J. And Watt leaving, leaving the brother hanging up there, and Tom Brady building a fucking empire when he went to win this Super Bowl, which was a host because Kansas City didn't have a chance because Tom Brady knew he went to the cotton field and got all the good Negroes, okay? Anyway, mm. let's leave it at that. Woo-wee. I'm out. Fired up. Can't take it. Yeah, you, tired, are you? you open our eyes on that one. I tell didn't you. Didn't know. Crazy, ain't it? Crazy, ain't it? Yeah. Well, happy birthday, I knew Mr. The guy, Russell. I know that's okay. right. I knew the um the the big guy, he came out of retirement, but I didn't realize all that connection, what you said. You connected a lot of dogs. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Rounding them up. He was to Tampa Bay for a reason. Okay, because he yeah. knew that's where all the good ones were. And he was taking other good ones there, and couldn't nobody beat that team. And here I thought that was the craziest mm-hmm. move ever for mm-hmm. him to go down yeah. there, but now I see. White folks hey. don't do shit crazy because they know we still ain't paying attention like we should, and that's why they're able to manipulate our asses. Anyway. Oh, my, my, my. <laughs> Ooh, the knowledge, the knowledge. I'll drink to that. All right. Yeah, I know that's right. We we can we take a little CC? <laughs> yeah, we we'll take yeah. a break. We gotta go get some ice on that one. And we're yeah. coming back on the other side with uh cattle and uh Hollywood oh wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh yeah, yeah, we're good. All right, we're going coming back on the other side of the break with cattle and the Hollywood wrap up. Living just enough, just enough for the shit change. Okay, but well, why are we doing Stevie Wonder? I thought we were doing pajama party. Well, I, was, I was talking about my little, uh, one, of my segment, one of my segments of uh, Living for the City. Join the party. Now you, now you ride me. Uh, That's every Friday night at 9. Pajama party. No clothes allowed. Kettle and red wine uh, step on my parade. I had the mic first. And they're coming in just trying to, uh, you know. It's my
All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with uh, Kettle. Hello. Bonsoir, darling. Man, I'm still mm-hmm. reeling over what you did, Papa Didi. Got <laughs> yeah. You better, we better really start paying attention, right, Red One? Yeah, you better pay attention stuff. to the shit that's yeah. going on. Yeah, it's a lot like of some, shit going on. Sound like some yeah, that, that. on the chessboard. Yeah, that was some rig stuff, right. boy. There's no way the the the, the Tampa Bay could have lost this year. They were loaded with players, loaded. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's love story. Oh, well. All right, <clears throat> it's Kettle and uh, Hollywood wrap up. Gonna get our daily, our weekly dose of entertainment news. Oh, all right. Come on, All right. Thank you very much. Go for it. All right. Well, Lee Daniels, he's back in the news. He has revealed Uh-oh. that his up and uh, upcoming film, The United States versus Billy Holiday, with Andrew mm-hmm. Day. Uh, was the first movie he ever made while not under the influence of alcohol or drugs. Um, what? I didn't realize he was 61. Uh, he's a director and producer. Open up about creating for the um, camera while totally sober in a wide-ranging interview. Um, Daniel's attempt, uh, attempts to um, work without substance began more than a decade ago, 2009, uh, when he uh, directed uh, Pressure's. Um, he tried to stop drinking then and alcohol and drugs, but he continued drinking. So that didn't help. Mm. So about four years ago when he was doing the um, series Empire, he finally gave up drinking. That's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. So uh, interesting. Didn't know. I mean, I, I was wondering why he wore sunglasses all the time. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That would explain it. So, yeah. So as a day. Haven't heard from her in a while. Um, they're, uh, he's directing this new movie. She's in United States versus Billie Holiday. Now, I'm not too familiar with the story, but it follows Holiday during her career as she is targeted by the Federal Department of Narcotics with an undercover sting operation led by black federal agent Jimmy Fletcher, with whom she had a, um, an affair with. I was like, okay. So... That's called the United States versus Billy Holiday. So we have to check that out. That sounds pretty interesting. Um, also, uh, Nene Leakes is in the news. She denies she has been dumped by her entire team. Um, of course, everybody knows Nene Leakes from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, she made that a, a very popular show and made her very, very rich. Um, she goes on, on Twitter, of course, for all you that are asking, emailing, inboxing me, blogging me, reporting, etc. She says, the only statement I have is, my team did not let me go. No further statements at this time. <laughs> I was like, okay. Okay. Um, right. So they're saying that her team and her uh, management team had let her go, but she said that that's not true, so. It's going to be interesting to follow that and, and see how that works. But I haven't heard from Nene Leakes in a while, so um, I'm not sure what's really going on with her. Yeah, yeah, so I haven't we'll heard continue. or seen much of her either. Yeah, we'll continue to follow her. So I'm quite sure you guys have heard Britney Spears. Her father loses bid to obtain sole control of her finances. 
So it's <laughs> been over 12 years um, mm-hmm. since he had this breakdown, and he's had control since then. So that's been a big deal in Hollywood. Um, her supporters have been out there rallying for her some of free Britney. So yeah. it's yeah. it's time. And her, her mom and her sister or you know, backing her and saying it's it's time for daddy to uh cut the reins of, you know, her finances. Because uh Brittany, she's thirty eight now. So, you know, she has three yeah, she has about three kids. I mean, I think she's doing pretty good for herself. You know, she she did the uh, Vegas stint. Um, she's still touring. She's still doing um, uh, albums and stuff. So I think she got a pretty good hold over her life right now. So, I think well, there was a documentary. Was, wasn't there a documentary yeah. on her recently that was bringing more attention to her whole situation? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so... I mean, you know, her fans, they've been out there on the, on the forefront for for a long time. So, but um, you're right. The documentary is bring, is shedding um, some new light to what's going on, how she really feels. Um, so, that's going to be interesting to see. So, we'll see. Um, Ricky Martin, haven't seen him in the news lately. He will be a key partner in building the Pulse Memorial. Um, it's It's He's working with a nonprofit uh, organization called One Pulse Foundation. They're trying to raise um, at least uh, $49 million. Um, this is a campaign um, on the uh, Pulse, uh, what was the, the shooting back in, in, in Florida? Um, right, I remember the, that at Pulse Nightclub. Right, the Pulse Nightclub. So he's going to be the spokesperson for that, and they're trying to raise um, $49 million um, to donate to that particular memorial. It's going to be a National Pulse Memorial and, and a museum. Uh, so they're going to have educational programs, community outreach, and uh, 49 legacy uh, scholarships. So should be pretty interesting. Ricky Martin, he should bring in the coins. If, if he don't get the men, he can get the women. He, he, he can get both. He goes on both sides of the coin. <laughs> okay. Um, your boy Kevin Hart, he's back in the news. He had a personal shopper for almost 12 years, and they swindled $1.2 million out of him. Wow. Um, prosecutors claim Kevin hired um, Dylan back in 2015 to shop for him over the years after building trust. He authorized, you know, purchases for... Uh, for Kevin Hart and everything, and he started cha-chinging for himself. I mean, from, they said, from art pieces to handbags to jewelry to collectibles, everything. So, uh, I think homeboy, he's, he's going up the creek for a while. I think we need to put him on the kissing list. His name is Dillis. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you got to watch your oh. money. When you're giving people access yeah. to your money like that. Yeah, I guess Kevin yeah, Hart's so good. Right. Yeah, you're right. But uh, that's my Hollywood wrap-up for tonight. All right. Thank you so much. All right. That's the Hollywood Entertainment Update. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, good information. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see. 
We're down to the Kiss It list, Papa Didi. Can you uh, please let everybody know what exactly is the Kiss It list? The Kiss list is people that, like, you know, show their butt and, um, you know, did some horrible stuff, and we got a ton of them tonight. Mm. Got all kind of folks. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we know what it is, yeah. let's kick it off. Let's Who's go on this J.J. Week? Watt. Let's start him off. Jumping from jumping away from the uh, jumping ship. Jumping ship from the uh, Houston Texans before Deshaun Watson could make it harder now for Deshaun Watson to get up out of there. Okay, let's put Tom Brady on there for making a rigged ass <laughs> team. Yeah, that couldn't be beat. All right, Urban Myers. The now coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars for hiring that racist ass Chris Doyle and put Chris Doyle's ass on there because mm-hmm. he's a, but he ain't gonna be saying that nigga shit to them. I I pros. tell you what, try he, it. He may have said that nigga shit to them. All those brothers down there in Jacksonville. Well, it ain't about the brothers. He was he was saying that nigga stuff to to college kids. Now yeah, that's he what I'm saying. now he's, he's in Jacksonville. Now he's down in Jacksonville coaching grown ass men. Yeah, you you got one time to try. It. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> All right, and let's put some other people on the, on the kids list also. Let's put uh, let's put. Uh, While you thinking, I want to put Amazon. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. For that whole situation that uh, I believe Kettle was reporting on earlier, mm-hmm. if Amazon did not take proper precautions to keep everybody safe and people were dropping from COVID, but yet Amazon was saying, "No, y'all got to work. We got products to move." We got to move that merch. That's not right. Mm-hmm. Kettle, mm-hmm. you still on the fence? Because mm-hmm. I, I made up my mind. They're on the list. <laughs> yeah, still on the fence. Yeah, also, um, this guy Dylan, the one that's a uh, personal shopper for Kevin Hart, he know better than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, when you're making money like that, a lot of money falls through the cracks. A lot mm-hmm. of money. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure Oprah, she probably loses about $10 million a year if she only came to account for it. <laughs> She's probably she right account. Account. <laughs> uh, Also, I have the ex-University of New Hampshire professor who was pretending mm-hmm. to be uh, an immigrant of color on Twitter who ended up having to resign his job. That Bama mm-hmm. is on the kids list. Well, he resigned so he can get a job somewhere else. Yeah. As opposed to getting fired. Well, I'm sure he'll get another job. Also, and that's the, uh, probably why they didn't reveal his name. Yeah, exactly. They helped protecting him out. Him. Mm-hmm. They protecting him. That was some mm-hmm. white shit, like mm-hmm. always. Exactly. You know. Also, the fraternal mm-hmm. order, uh, fraternal order of police, Lodge Number Five in Philly, for that bull mm-hmm. crap that they're presenting and pushing, trying to get a five percent increase for having to wear a camera and all that other crap they're trying to do. I mean, I'm all for the labor unions, but y'all, y'all doing the most. So mm-hmm. I'm putting FOP number five on the kiss it list. <laughs> Trump's lawyers, mm-hmm. put them on the kiss it list. Because that was some wow. stupid stuff that they did. Yeah, they just perpetrated what the other people did. Yeah, Same footage. Sure. Uh, let's see. Anybody else? For this yeah, week? let's put uh, Michael Jordan and LeBron James on the kiss it list. Oh, what they do? Because a real goat is Bill Russell. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hope we all chasing his ass. Okay. All the fake goats. You know, LeBron act like he's chasing Michael Jordan, and everybody acts like Michael Jordan is this and that. 
But the real goat, the real person, like I said, Bill Russell, eleven rings in thirteen years. Mm-hmm. All, right? Yep. All right, that's the real goat. Yep. Until you beat that, shut Until up. Until you beat that, both of y'all need to go pound. <laughs> go sit down. All right. Anyway. All right. We got anybody else? Thank you. Covered it. It? Kettle and red wine. Oh, don't even one. go there. All right, for everybody, everybody on this week's kissing list, we got a special, special gift for you. A happy Valentine's Day gift for you, and here it is. Kiss my entire ass. All right, welcome back to the John Party One Hills Papa Dita here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Well, we're about to wrap it up, getting to the last word. We got Michael Henderson in the background with Valentine Love. Because it's Valentine's Day weekend. It's all about love. And it's time for the last word. So, Papa Didi, you got the last word. What's your last word? Oh, man, my last word is stay woke, you know, pay attention to what's going down, man. There's a lot of crooked shit going on in the world right before your eyes, you know. I mean, and nobody is really even getting their money's worth out of anything. You know, Trump didn't get his money's worth out of those lawyers he hired. They They put the same stuff out there that the Democrats put out there, well, you he know. He probably didn't pay him anyway. The Democrats so. put, yeah, he probably didn't. The Democrats put out a thing where they were showing footage of what was relative to what they impeached him for. But then his lawyer is going to come in and show footage from 2001, 2005. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with y'all? They stole How are you pulling up stuff from... They pulled up... I'm telling you, when they pulled up Nancy Pelosi back in 2005, she didn't even look the same. Mm-mm. I was like, wow. I had to look twice to see who is that. Yeah, who is that? People from 2001 saying fight, fight, fight. Well, they were talking about fighting in a sense of mentally determination of trying to keep stuff in perspective. Not like Trump saying fight to go whoop some ass. I mean, oh, my God. Well, stay woke. That's all I got to say. Stay woke and know the difference between bullshit and real shit. That's all I got to say. I mean, Well, my last word is. It's Valentine's Day weekend, and remember what I said. It's not always about the things. It's about the intention. So don't feel like, oh, it's the last minute. I got to go get something. Let me run to the drugstore and just get this box of chocolate that's been here since three Valentine's Days ago and and give that to somebody and say, here you go, baby. I love you. Chocolate has been on the shelf Yeah, it's been on the shelf three years. Now, come on. Okay. You know, (laughs) do something from the heart. 
You know, like I said, and, and, it's not and, about the things. It's about the intent. And it's not even a real one. It's it's, it's not Russell Stover. It says, yeah, it's it says, Ru- it says Russell Stewart. Yeah. It says CBS mm-hmm. chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody wants that stuff. Russell Stewart. Happy Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, it's Stover. That's his brother. Let's all brother. show some love to somebody who needs some love. What's your last word, Kim? Mm, I took everything for me. <laughs> um, like Papa says, stay woke. Stay woke. Love our neighbor, and uh, let's let's spread some love out here. It's cold as hell out here, but let's spread some love out here at least. You know, somebody step on your foot, say okay, excuse me. You know, my bad or whatever. Keep rolling. You know, I just think we just, you know, our mind is is. It's kind of been torn apart right now because of crazy as uh, ex president, but we got to keep moving forward and do what we're supposed to be doing. It's eighty five percent helping other people and fifteen percent, you know, for yourself. So keep that in mind, people. That's my last. All word. right, there it is. Well, we thank everybody for hanging out with us. Thank you for our callers, for our listeners, all of our supporters. We appreciate you so much. And our parent company, DC Homegrown Entertainment, thank you for paying the bills this month. We appreciate you very much. And happy Valentine's Day to you. And uh, we'll do it again next Friday night. All right, keep it right. And we're going to fight, fight, fight. Yeah, let Trump's attorneys go and play that. Fight, 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 fight. <laughs> thank you guys for hanging out with us. We're going to say goodnight and get on out of here. Say goodnight, Papa Didi. Goodnight, everybody. Say goodnight, cattle. Peace out. And bonsoir. Until next Friday night, we're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bet you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of shit. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, goodnight. Yabiko. Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night.